Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Uh, it's like the 28th election day. <laughs> we're not done? No, we're not done. And we're going to be done at some point. When? I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe later today. Probably never. It never ends. That's when I know we're done. Because it never, ever, ever, ever ends. It's a never. It's like that movie, The Never-Ending Story. Somebody find Lamal. Chad, who's Lamal? I'm dipping way back in the 80s. He sang the song, The Never-Ending Story. He was also the lead singer of Kajagoogoo. He was a little too shiny shy Was he hush-hush? He was both hush-hush and IDY. <laughs> You've lost the plot. We all have. So uh, today they're going to go and they're going to vote. They're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to vote for you. Maybe I don't vote for you. Maybe I will vote for you. Who's going to win? Uh, will it be Warnock or will it be Walker? Mm. Everybody can vote. Really? Everybody. So I want you to go vote. I want you to go vote. Look at it this way, folks. If dead people can do it, so can you. Uh, that right there is, of course, a... Nod to our good buddy and yours, the great uh, John Kennedy, talking about. They've rolled out everybody they possibly can, trying to get over the 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 goal line, as one person said. Brian Kemp may be the only person in history that will have to drag Herschel Walker over the goal line. That is a reference to football, because he was once a football player. Then in the South, right now, you have teams. You got a red team, you got a blue team, and people don't always go across. The reason that this is that close is because of the tribalism uh, in Georgia, like it is in so many states in the South. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the big news today, though, is the weather. The 1.8 million Georgians who voted early are undoubtedly glad they did because the skies have opened up on Election Day. I'm going to go grab some umbrellas, some ponchos. Voter Crystal Greer says that rain or shine, she wouldn't miss the chance to cast a ballot. It's so much at stake, right? It's voting rights at stake. Despite the weather, lines at the polling places are expected to be long, partly because of the voter interest, but also because of staffing shortages in the state's election offices. Yep. So uh, that is going to play a part. How much of a part does it play? I don't know. What I do know is everybody will argue. Everybody will fight. Somebody will come out and say, well, we won or declare a winner. Or what? I mean, I, do I know who's going to win? No idea. I sometimes think to myself, self, uh, it's got to be Warnock, right? But then there's a portion of me who says, well, maybe not. Maybe Walker gets over the line. I, I just, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you who's going to win this. I don't think anybody really knows. I think the smart money, if you were going to bet, if you will, uh, would be on on Warnock. I think he's got a bit of an advantage, and I don't think the weather's going to help today because I think there's a lot of people out there like, ah, you know, I'd rather vote Republican, but I don't want to wait in line for an hour and a half if the rain's going to be pissing down, and it's going to be nasty. Oh, indeed. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. That being said, there's all kinds of other good stuff to talk about today, including gas prices. We'll touch on that. Also, what's going on in the Supreme Court. So if you guys aren't paying attention, the Supreme Court is in session right now. They're hearing all kinds of cases, including a case that has to do with, yes, I'm going to say it. It's another I don't want to make something for a gay couple thing. Oh, yeah. So that's where we are in this one. And it is about a woman who does not want to make a website for same-sex marriages. 
Justice Samuel Alito suggesting that if Smith can be made to serve gay couples, so could someone who helps couples write their ceremonies. They cannot be forced to, to write vows or speeches that espouse things they loathe. Justice Sonia Sotomayor grilling Smith's lawyer. You're basing it not on the nature of the message, you're basing it on who you're serving. And Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who, like Justice Clarence Thomas, the court's other black justice, is married to a white person, said history shows religion has been used to justify discrimination. Yeah, so that's where they are. How will it be? What will happen? And where does somebody's religious belief in something? If this was a Muslim uh, person who said, look, no, I'm not I'm not doing that. No, I do not, I do not believe in that, and that's something I would not do. Where would we be on that? Is this story big because it's a person who's a Christian, a woman who is, is saying, I don't want to do this? Maybe. I, I, you know, I mean, and here's where the, the free speech thing comes in. Is the person who won the cake making argument came at it not from a I don't like you because you're gay. You know, as everybody says, it. no, they came at it from a no, 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 no. This cake making is my art. If I'm a sculptor, I'm an artist. If I'm a painter, I'm an artist. If I write lyrics to songs or poetry, that that is my art form. Caking, baking, this is my art form. And you cannot impede upon my art form. And they were like, oh. Oh, well, that's, that's it. So that's where they're coming from this is my art form on top of the religious side of things where do i think this is going to go i think that they're going to be siding with the the website maker that you don't have to but you know you look at the case and you know again you got to take things sometimes to the the insanity level justice alito yesterday uh went kind of bizarrely all over the place trying to be funny by the way as they were talking about serving people and things of that nature just Justice Jackson's example of the, the Santa in the mall who uh, doesn't want his picture taken with black children. And so if there's a, a black Santa at the other end of the mall and he doesn't want uh, to have his picture taken with a, a child who's dressed up in a Ku Klux Klan uh, outfit, that, that black Santa has to do that. No, because Ku Klux Klan outfits are not protected characteristics under public accommodation laws. And presumably that would be the same Ku Klux Klan outfit, regardless whether the child was black or white or any other characteristic. Yeah, you, do see, you do see a lot of black children in Ku Klux Klan the, outfits, right? Uh, all the, yeah, he was, all trying, the he was trying to be funny there. He was like, oh my God, he's racist. Settle down. Uh, do I know what's going to happen? No, but this is big for free speech. You know, I, I, I've said this. Trump's biggest legacy uh, is 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 when everything's said and done and people can look back with an objective light. And, and, and that includes Republicans and go, he was a pain in the ass. Uh, the thought process of bringing up suspending and or getting rid of the Constitution is just asinine and absurd, uh, as he suggested over the weekend. Uh, it's so absurd. I don't want to talk about it. But I said the court system itself, getting through so many federal judges, tilting the court to what should be the, you know, what we consider uh, the way that they look at the court itself, looks at laws based on the Constitution, not based on feelings. And and uh, do I do I think they're going to side? Yeah, I, I, I do think they're going to side uh, with it. And, and it goes back to this, too, with the religious thing. So if I'm. 
a person uh, who wants to get married? What if I want to get married and, you know, you're like, I'd like to get married here. Uh, and they're like, no. And it's owned by a, comp- a couple that is 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 Muslim faith. Well, what if I want, you know, I mean, are we feeling the same? It should be this a protection of the religious, your belief system. If if I'm correct, I believe that's what it's about, right? Your belief system. And it goes back to it's that fine line of just like with in this day and age of where do your where does your belief in your system and your rights begin and this person's rights end? Should you be able to trample on somebody's belief system? And in many cases, kind of because you want to. Because you want to prove a point, should you be able to? If this was the only person who makes websites, should you be forced to make? Well, I think if you're the only person to make websites, it's a different story. If there's a thousand people to make websites and you want to prove a point here, well, you know, should a, 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 a Jewish baker be forced to make somebody's Nazi cake? How many times have we hurt somebody whose cake has been thrown out, if you will, as far as like, no, I'm not going to make a cake for you and the Nazis or the Klan or anything like that. Uh, that is ridiculous. And, you know. Again, how many? This is the 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 world that we live in, of the freedoms that we have, that we we hold dear, but it gets complicated. There's never any talk of nuance in any of these things. It's people want one thing or, or the other, and that's the problem we have right now, partly because nuance can get, uh, well, you know, it's, it's not for the duh in the world, if you will. You have to be able to have some critical thinking. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things that are out there. I paid $3, kids, $3.19 for gas today. I was stoked. Gas prices haven't been this low in nearly a year. It was late January, early February of this year when Americans last paid these prices. The Energy Department reports the average price of regular unleaded dropped 14 more cents in the past week amid lower demand, more refineries online, and lower oil prices to an average of three thirty-nine a gallon nationwide. The Gulf Coast is now averaging two eighty a gallon. California, the most expensive, has seen its prices falling, but still the average price of regular unleaded in California is four fifty six a gallon. Yeah, so I paid three nineteen. I was pretty stoked. Producer Phil, you live out there in the uh, Virginia area. What are you guys paying right now? I paid three eleven yesterday morning. Three eleven, love that. Now, now in Phoenix here, because remember I live in the Valley of the Dirt People. Uh, I did drive by the gas station here that is finally under four dollars in probably the last time I've seen in a year. It's at three ninety nine, but still, it's coming down. There's an eighty cents different between my house and here. But is it really worth driving sixty five miles? It is not. Uh, but it is good to see that coming down. And some of that is sounds horrible to say. We can thank the Chinese for that and the COVID crackdown and them not consuming as much as as they need. And uh, that is a huge helper in that. For sure, for sure. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter coming up. A lot of stuff to get to, including did Deion Sanders sell out? We're going to talk about that. He's being criticized everywhere. We're also going to talk about a thing called the transfer portal. We're student athletes now, and I say that we're student with a smile on my face because as one great quarterback used to say, we didn't come here to play education. We didn't come here to play college, right? We came here to play sports. And we'll talk about that because uh, everybody's mad at him. He left a historically black college for a bigger payday. And he was very honest about it. 
Very honest about it. We'll talk about that uh, as well as, uh, well, so many other things. My God, so much stuff today. I don't know how we're going to do it. And, folks, we have an amazing, an amazing Nature Will Mess You Up segment today. Nature Will Mess You Up. That includes a mother who hammer throws a trash panda. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet text. Omaha Steaks, baby. Got home last night. Told my wife, I said, wife, what's for dinner? She says, Chad, how would you like Omaha steak chicken breast? I said, boy, would I. It was awesome. Here's how you know it's awesome. First of all, I got home. They'd already cooked because it was getting kind of late. And I, I get home now. It's dark and it sucks. But uh, So I got home and I could still smell the barbecue. And it was awesome. So we we ate. It was delicious. right? The steaks, I mean, the, the chicken breasts were incredible. My... My stepkids go, is there any more chicken? They never say that, by the way. If they could live off candy, they would. And we're like, no, it's gone. They're like, oh, my God, it was so good. My daughter, Charlie, can I have some more chicken? Never says that because she truly lives off candy. That's what Omaha Steaks is about. Incredible meat, incredible taste, incredible flavor, and great memories. Because we had my, my stepdaughter says to me last night, I love it. We eat, need to eat like this more often. We're all hanging out together. It's amazing. Right now, over 50% off, tons of an amazing assortments and choices. You will win the holidays by going to omahasteaks.com. And when you go there, use code Benson. On top of saving 50 plus percent, you're going to get an extra $30 off at checkout. It's going to take you under 70 bucks for some of their packages. Win the holidays, 100% money back guarantee. Filets, the butcher cuts, air chilled boneless chicken breasts, ultra juicy burgers, and yes, my incredible pork chops. They're not mine, but you're going to think, man, Chad was right about these. omahasteaks.com right now. Minimum order may be required. Use code Benson on the way out, save an extra $30. OmahaSteaks.com. Code Benson. Chad Benson Show. Hashtag me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. So 9-11 happened. It was awful. It was horrible. We've talked about it. Uh, you know, I mean, who hasn't talked about it? So they come up with this great idea. We're going to get a real ID, right? It's going to be like a cross between your passport and a license. Might be the best way to describe it, right? So it's a real ID. Oh, it's going to be awesome. This is going to stop and this changes everything. How hard should it be? They said in 2005, we're going to have this ready to roll. Debut, this is it. They have pushed it out yet again another two years. This would make 20 years. They have been pushing for the real ID. (laughs) We are not getting close to the real ID. I think at this point, it's time to say, you know what? I think we're done. (laughs) I, 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 I think... I think, no, we're, we're going to give a hard pass on the real ID. It's, I don't get it. How hard should it be? Well, apparently it's extremely hard. It is. It's extremely, extremely hard. It's hard like getting tickets to see Taylor Swift. Oh, Chad. Lawsuits, baby. It took me nine hours to see it, you know, because I was still waiting in the queue. But when I got in, yeah, there was nothing left. There wasn't even one sole like seat left on its own. That's a guy who's suing. He's very up nine hours. You, I've got to say, you have to really, like, really, 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 
really want to see a show. I, uh, I don't have that kind of time. People were just purchasing whatever tickets they could. Um, and then they would basically find out the price after they bought it because there was no time to even think about like, is this a seat you want or is this not? Like if it was, if it was available and you had it in your cart, then you were buying it. I did not buy it, but I'm glad that a lot of people did. Of course, they're going to do, there's going to be, this is what's crazy about this, right? So there's going to be congressional <laughs> hearings about Ticketmaster. And there is going to be lawsuits about the fact that people were pissed. And remember, the tickets never went on sale to the public. That's the crazy thing. It never went on sale to the public. Ever. Because the people that got tickets essentially were the Swifties who were such big fans that they were willing to go and, you know, they go on her website and they have to take like a test or something or, you know, I don't know, you sit through some just, you know, does this song suck? Uh, no, it's just, a, and then you get to be a Swifty. And so you get all of this stuff. If you have a Capital One card, there's a partnership with that where you get to pre-sale sale. And they were all sold out. And that guy waited nine hours to not get a ticket. First world problems, kids. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet and text. Speaking of first world problems, we'll talk a bit about those when it comes to college and the transfer portal. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You heard it here before it gets called white supremacy. Bear Grylls no longer calls the alarm clock the alarm clock. He calls it the opportunity clock. <laughs> he reveals he renamed his alarm clock as an opportunity clock to avoid negative connotations. Very much so. Look at that. Somebody's going to come up with it, though. Because when Anthony told it to us, I'm like, oh, God, it's probably going to be about alarm equals trigger equals white supremacy. But now he's like, look, it's an alarm clock. The word alarm is not a healthy way to begin each day. It's the alarm clock. All right. It's the alarm. Right. But no, I'll kill that and I'll make it the opportunity clock. <gasps> yeah. Big benefits. Your opportunity. Days in front of you. Lots of stuff to do. Let's go. It's right now. Blank slate. Go, go, go. Keeping with the British theme, for all of you guys out there, goblin mode is the word of the year according to the Oxford Dictionary. Last week it was the Webster Dictionary, or as I like to call it, the Emmanuel Lewis Dictionary. <laughs> they gave him his own dictionary? It's supposed to be small. Such a Richard. But, uh, and gaslighting was ours, right? So the Brits have come up with goblin mode, which essentially, now I was looking at, I'm like, what in God's name is goblin mode? Is that like, the hell is that? Well, I'm going to give you what goblin mode means. Okay, here you go. If you're not familiar with goblin mode, a type of behavior 
which is unapologetically uh, self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms. In other words, you're a potato couch with attitude. Uh, yeah. So you're a potato couch with attitude. So if you're sitting around your house right now, and you're looking around, and we used to call that a slob, but, you know, but maybe depressed, Anthony Producer Anthony said that well, maybe somebody's easily depressed or something. Which is like they had a bad breakup. They're out there in their bathrobe. They haven't taken a shower, you know, for two or three days. They're eating food out of a, you know, one of those containers you get from like the Chinese food store, and they're just sitting there, and you know, and they got crumbs on them and stuff. But the difference is, you got to have the attitude of like whatever. I'm better than you, whatever. So it's it's attitude as well as slovenly behavior. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting indeed. 323-538-2423. At Chet Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, Dix. The program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Uh, his name uh, is Dion Sanders. And Dion Sanders has left his football team. Now, he was a coach in the for Jackson State, so which is an HBCU, so historically black college university. He was a coach there. A lot of people wondered why Dion went there to coach originally because he wanted to coach. A lot of people thought, well, he's going to go straight to. But no, he ended up going to to Jackson State. Turned them around. They became, a for the last couple of years, a perennial powerhouse in the historically black college. They, I think they're 11 or 12 and 0 this year, uh, led by his son as the quarterback. But he sat down with his team the other day, and he was very honest. He's like, look, there's two ways that this thing goes for college coaches. Right. Uh, You know, you're either essentially fired or you get elevated. I got elevated. Like tells this to his team like, hey, I got elevated. You guys, you guys listening to me? I got elevated. I'm going up. Things are good. Things are good for me. So I got elevated. And he says he's taking the opportunity. Now, I don't fault him for that. I don't. A lot of people are pissed. They say, oh, you know, you turn your back on, you know, uh, people of color and stuff. You know, stop it. You had an opportunity to go somewhere else and to coach at a level where you're now going to be really trying to. First of all, you're going to you're going to have to really do some recruiting, have to because, you know, historically black college, they're not competing with Alabama. They're not competing with even where he's going, Colorado. Not competing with any of the, the 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 big, you know, what they consider the power five. You're not competing with any of those. Now you've got a chance. Fantastic. Plus, they threw gobs of cash at him. And let's be real, his name is Neon Dion <laughs> for a reason. So everybody's mad at him. I'm like, whatever. Past that. Here's the thing, though, in today's college sports world. We said it earlier. Well, I think it was uh, might have been Justin Fields who said, you know, uh, I didn't come here to play college. Meaning I didn't come here to go to school. I came here to play football. And that's the reality of where we are today in modern college sports. So about three, four years ago, it was a big landmark case. Uh, 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 an O'Bannon brother. I think it was Ed O'Bannon. He ended up winning the case at the Supreme Court. That essentially said, hey, look, here's the deal. Uh, you know, and he's been retired for a long time. My face is on the cover 
of video games. Not just my likeness. All of these things is on the cover of video games. I don't make a penny for that. I don't make a cent. If I go to college on a scholarship, great. I get to go here for free. But if the I can't work, I can't do anything. I can't even have a YouTube channel where I juggle, you know, right? Or cook or fix cars. And if I make a dollar on it, I'm in trouble. But a person that goes to college on a science scholarship, well, they can not only get employed, they can do their patents, the whole nine yards. A person who goes on a music scholarship, they can write music, sell music, do all that stuff, have their own YouTube, work other places. So they came and said, no, this can't. So it changed. It's a name and likeness. So name it, Jim, and like this. So that's why you see all college athletes everywhere now. And the money's huge. It's huge. It's massive. Olivia Dunn is the number one earning college athlete. She made almost $3 million last year. Do you know who she is? Probably not. Do you know what she does? Probably not. She's a gymnast for LSU. Is she hot? Absolutely. And she knows it. And she says, look, I sell sex. <clears throat> kind of that's kind of like what she said well neon goes to his team and the first thing he says to his team this is the first thing he says to his new team so i want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in the portal and do whatever you're gonna get because the more you jump in the more room you make because we bring kids that are smart say that smart smart tough tough he tells his new team, hey, kids, go and jump in that portal. Get what you're going to get because I'm bringing new people here. And then he gets them to say because they're smart and tough. And the way that you recruit now isn't going into people's homes saying, I'm going to take care of your kid. And we're going to show them da 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 It's not that anymore. Now it's like, look, uh, come to our school. We're going to guarantee you at least a million or $2 million of name, image, and likeness over the next three years. We're going to guarantee that automatically. College sports has changed, and it's not what it used to be. And it's, it's bizarre to think, oh, but it, it, it is crazy, and it is – I got zero problems with it. A lot of pe- people do. I don't have a problem with it. I don't, because I think if you're a model, but you happen to play sports and you could be a runway model, why should you not get paid for being a runway? What is that going to take away from your eligibility? Oh, my God, he's the cover of a Vogue. He can't do that. No. If you're a great chef and you happen to be a kicker on a team or you, you play goalie on the, uh, you know, on, the, on the women's soccer team or whatever it is, why should you not be allowed to, to, to capitalize? But colleges are now essentially, they're not even hiding it anymore. We have a uh, new coach at ASU. When they asked him, how are you going to turn this program around? He talked about, well, name, image, and likeness is one thing. We're going to have to do something. A booster there said, I'll put a million dollars in right now. At the press conference. They're not even pretending. Because that's what it is. They didn't come here to play college. 323-538-2423, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. We're going to do some Twitter stuff coming up in a little bit, too. Uh, the surprise and all this Elon stuff, you know, first of all, should there be surprises? I think you, what we talked about the last couple of days, what you thought was real 
is pretty much what it is. But there's a Democrat that people are going, that that guy's the right. That guy's the guy that said the thing right. That's the that, that who's that guy? Talk about him as well as a lot of other things. Tweet at us, text the program, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the things. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get a free bag of Rough Greens. So what's Rough Greens? Your stuff that you buy your animals, your dogs, it's meant to be shelf-stable, meaning it's supposed to sit on the shelf. It's not supposed to be live and fresh. Rough Greens, a supplement goes on top of that. It's going to bring out all of the great nutrients in that, as well as add to it with the vitamins, the minerals, probiotics, omega-369. It's going to help with aches and pains. It's going to give them more energy, help with their digestive tract, their fur, their skin, all of those things. Dr. Dennis Black wants you to try it for free right now. He's going to send you a bag for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. You don't have to do anything other than that. Just cover the cost of shipping. You do this by going to ruffgreens.com slash chat, ruffgreens.com. Dot com slash chat. If you're like me and you love your animals, you're going to want to make sure that you give this a try for your pups. Roughgreen.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to the Chad Autonomous Zone, where free speech and uncensored thought run wild. No, I'm serious. Close-minded? Not a him. I'm a her. I, I'm bipolar. There's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. No. Bipartisan? Don't abandon. Don't censor. Engage. Yes. The Chad Benson Show. This is insane. Woo! That's crazy. Man, hey, yeah, right after this, I'm going to say you're crazy. I'm going to take your, your family away from you. We're not done with you yet. You cannot cross free thought. We have to control the history books. We have to control mm-hmm. the banks. Mm-hmm. And we have to go and kill people. Also, we're in the pedophilia. Man, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Kanye West is moving like a person who doesn't feel like he's going to be here much longer. And it's sad that folks are just watching this like it's normal. That man needs to be committed to an institution. Charlemagne, da, T-H-A, God, uh, no relation. I'm actually related to the Charlemagne from France, but Charlemagne the God and I are no relations. But we've been saying it for a long time. Uh, bipolar, schizophrenic, whatever it is, he's not well. And it has turned into, yet in other places, put him on TV and allowed him to go wackadoo and say a bunch of stuff because, and, and you know, uh, I was talking to my uncle last night. We were joking around. He's like, well, his 2024 campaign has started. I said, dude, at the rate he's going, I'll lay money that he ain't going to see 2024. It's, it, it's, and we have turned tragedy and, and, and sadness and mental illness into essentially entertainment. Sad. People watching. should not be sitting down with him. No, man. Yeah. Dame Dash already told y'all that. Like, we are watching a manic episode in real time, and it's getting progressively worse. And I know that y'all think this Ooh. is just about anti-Semitism, but what Kanye is doing right now is more than dangerous. Like, in fact, it actually should be criminal. And black people and all other marginalized communities, if you think for one second it will be safe for you in a country where Nazis and white supremacists are empowered and people are attempting to normalize Hitler, then you got your rabid-ass mind.
And by the way, if you said the other day, if you want to have the face of Nazis right now, it probably would be Kanye. Uh, Again, today he asked that all Jews should should just forgive the Nazis so they can move. I mean, he's just, but, uh, and enough with the, oh my God, there's just like, where are all the Nazis? Like I walk down the street all the time. I don't see Nazis wandering around. (laughs) Do you? Yeah, they're everywhere. You're a Nazi. Okay. But besides that, right? Like where, where, where are they? Where are all the fascists and Nazis? When's the last time you had a, a big Klan rally and 20,000 Klan's members showed up? Now, 20 may show up, and then 2,000 people rally against them. But Charlemagne's right about something. This is a man who's having a manic episode. I don't even, again, schizophrenic, I don't know what it is. But it's not just him. I mean, we talked about it with, you know, Dr. Phil and Shelley Duvall when he had her on a few years ago. I'm like, my God, she is... Uh, you know, now I don't know if he helped her or not, but she was, you know, she's not all there. There was no doubt about that. And we're, we, we take people and, and this, this stuff that, you know, that they're having troubles with in their lives. And we're like, you know, we should put it on TV. Might be a good thing. Really? I don't think really. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, 24, 23 at Chad Benson show is your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. Imagine this, you go on a cruise. So you're cruising around. Then all of a sudden, you wake up, and you're in the ocean. What? It was a Thanksgiving to remember. James Michael Grimes knows he's lucky to be alive. My worst fear is drowning, and that was something I did not want to have to face. The 28-year-old going overboard a cruise ship in the middle of the night, saying he spent about 20 hours treading water alone in the Gulf of Mexico. I wanted to see my family on was dead set on making it out of there. I was never accepting that this is it. This is going to be the end of my life. Yeah. And by the way, uh, can I just say the belief, the belief that you're going to survive something, the will to survive is very real. Whenever you watch, I, I love watching that show, I Survive, where people talk about what, you know, what they went through, whatever it is. The, all of them have the same things. Like, I, you know, they didn't give up hope. The they didn't. They did not give up hope. A lot of people do. So this cat wakes up. And the funny thing is, though, we always have to ask the question because I'm always cynical. It's like, how the hell did you get in the ocean? How many drinks do you think you'd had? I couldn't really say. Around 11 p.m. that first. By the way, when you don't know, that's how you got in the ocean. Tonight on board, James Michael told his sister he was going to the bathroom. What happened next is still unclear. Do you remember leaving and going to find the bathroom? No, ma'am. Do you remember falling off the boat? No. So you don't know how it happened? No, ma'am. I came to regain consciousness. I was in the water with no boat in sight. No boat. And this is not like a boat. He was on a cruise. He was on a cruise. Hanging out. Next thing you know, he's in the water. Sharks? Absolutely. Absolutely. So in certain parts of the, the, the ocean, they have things called white tips, oceanic white tips and whatnot. They're scavengers. They'll eat anything. A lot of when you hear the great story of the Indianapolis, most of the sharks that probably ate were those because they don't see a lot of stuff out there. So when they do, they're willing to eat. The question is, how did you get found? James Michael says he spotted a tanker ship and decided to swim towards it. That was my final little burst of energy. The Coast Guard then arriving, his miraculous rescue captured on camera. And when that light finally hit me, somehow I heard we got him. And I seen a guy coming down from that helicopter. When the Coast Guard 
guy showed up in the water, what'd you say to him? Well, the first thing I actually told him was, I don't have any clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> he was worried about being naked. Uh, but he's saved. And he says he's never going to take anything granted again. And says, yes, he will go on a cruise ship again. But so much of that of the want to be alive is real. And, by the way, don't drink that much. Just throw it out there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Miss any show, grab the podcast. It is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's runoff day in Georgia. Democratic incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock and his Republican challenger Herschel Walker crisscrossing the state with just hours to go pleading with voters to turn out. More than 1.8 million have already cast their ballot, shattering records. Warnock won more votes in November, but not enough to avoid a runoff. Now heading into this election day, feeling the momentum, urging his supporters to not let up. I need you to vote and tell everybody in your circle to vote like it is an emergency. Walker with this closing message. A vote for my opponent is a vote for Joe Biden. Oh, well, right there. So Herschel Walker, Warnock, who will come out a winner? I don't know. What's going to happen tomorrow? Couldn't tell you. It's going to be lawsuits? Probably. Uh, Trump, much more in the background in this, uh, much more in the foreground is the likes of the current governor of the great state of Georgia. Uh, You know, he's been out there. Brian Kemp. Doug Jones, also out there pushing a lot of of Republican stalwarts and people that are not in that Trump wing of everything was stolen has been out there. Does it mean he's going to win? I have no idea. Rain is going to play a huge part of this. The weather in Georgia is supposed to be awful. So does that affect turnout? Possibly. We shall see. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really change much. It's either 50-50 or 41-49. Uh, it's not going to really change a lot what goes on in the Senate. But I think for a lot of people, this was a bit of a, a test to see, hey, you know what, how do we pivot somewhat away from Trump? And will that have a greater effect? Uh, how much did, you know, having Brian Kemp, who's popular, on the ticket help get the likes of, of, of some of these other down-ticket Republicans? And yes, in, in Herschel Walker, uh, you know, how much did that benefit him? They're not on the ticket now. It's just these two. So it'll be very interesting to see how this thing plays out uh, today. That being said, still the talk over the last couple of days has been about what took place. Twitter, you know, it's funny, right? When you look at all the craziness of Twitter, uh, the right freaks out, the left freaks out. All of them are just ridiculous in, in their over freaking out of stuff. Uh, because here's the reality of it. Matt Taibbi. If you don't know who he is, he used to work for Rolling Stone. Uh, is called a journalist because he does journalism. 
Uh, Barry Weiss used to be an at-large editor for the New York Times. It's one of the other people that's been involved. We touched on that yesterday. She she came on the New York Times after Trump was elected because the people in Manhattan were like, oh, my God, I can't believe anybody thought of a Trump. Right? So these are the people that are going through all of these things. And uh, there was an interesting debate the other night, by the way, about the trust in media. And it's all done on online. Uh, and it and it involved uh, Taibbi... Douglas Murray uh, and Malcolm Gladwell and Malcolm Gladwell stood up for, you know, the, the journalists who are suppressing the information and all of this stuff. And this audience was out there and it was kind of a, you know, it, 59% of people, I think at the beginning of it or, or trusted the media by the time the debate was over, when they retook the poll, it was dropped down to 39%. Like that's crazy. Not all Democrats are evil. Not all Republicans are perfect. There are serious questions that need to be answered because this is the the when you go and look at our Constitution, you look down. There it is. Article one. There it is. Numeros uno. One, one, one. What is it about free speech? And did the FBI put undue pressure on? These are all questions. Did the government, did the DNC put undue pressure on? Or was a lot of this made at the level of we're all activists? We're not journalists. We work at Twitter. We can do what we want. And that includes taking away the rights of 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 a actual news organization and saying that they're full of baloney. Except for one Democrat, the Democrat whose emails have been linked. What? Yeah. Yeah. His name is uh, Ro Khan, who, by the way, is the representative of Silicon Valley. And he came out and he said, oh, wait a minute. I didn't think they quite got it. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they were <laughs> they were they were concerned uh, about uh, the photos that uh, Hunter Biden and I was saying. Yeah, you're right. You you don't need to have sensational right. photos. But this is about principles. I mean, think about if it was the New York Times, very critical story uh, about a Democrat. Uh, you would or about a Republican, mm-hmm. you would want that to be out there. And that and I was, uh, you know, and then they said, well, they're a private actor. Yeah, Twitter's a private actor. But the question is, what should they be guided by, given they're really controlling uh, so much of modern political discourse? It's an email. You know, a lot of times you write emails and you wish you had written something differently or you <laughs> we all have emails we yeah. wish weren't leaked. This yeah. was one of my better ones. I no, probably wouldn't, have, I, I wouldn't was- have changed much. Yeah. Which is true, right? Like you're writing, oh man, I should, you know, I should have said something, I should have done that. He's like, no, nah, I, I, I don't regret any. So they asked him about, you know, free speech, you know, like what should we go on? So what do you think would be the ideal policy solution for dealing with these challenges? I think we start with New York Times versus Sullivan, the principal First Amendment case. And they say speech should be open, robust, wide open. That That is, I think, the uh, animating spirit that Twitter and social media should take. They should be robust, wide open places for debate. Yes, 100%. Open, robust debate. That's what we should be talking about. Those are the things that should be. These people at a, a, a macro level, right, at a micro level, were making serious decisions about things. Now, would it have changed anything? I don't know if it would have changed anything. I've got to be honest with you. That being said, this has nothing to do with the laptop itself. And it is all to do with the fact that, again, you're, 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 you're squelching free speech. 
Was there a reason for that? Well, yeah. I mean, the D. By, by the way, the Republicans had access. Now, the Democrats' access to the Twitter folks was much greater than the Republicans. There's no doubt about that. But the reality is, is the the both of that access. This is as much a big business issue as anything. Because you think about this for a second. If you are that much of a a power hungry individual and you have that much money, Bezos that you could buy up several news organizations and essentially just completely tip them. You could collude with the government. You could do all of those. That's terrifying. On the other end of it, what did you expect? We already knew that 99% of people who work in Silicon Valley give to the Democratic side of the aisle. I think we thought, though, they were fine with free speech, which they're not. And we're not talking about the insanity of stuff that's on there already and the wackiness and stuff. And But th- they're just not. They don't like debates. They don't want to get into arguments. They don't want any of the stuff that could hurt the narrative that benefits their side. And that included the DNC and Biden himself and the powers that be there. What influence did they have in squelching this? It was a mistake strategically to, to censor it. I mean, what is people's anger uh, against institutions, against even uh, our party. It's that they don't feel heard. They feel ignored. They don't feel that we're representing them. And we want to earn back this trust. The worst possible thing you can do is say, stop talking. We don't want you to talk. We don't want to hear you. And so if we want as a Democratic Party to regain trust with people we've lost, the first thing we have to do is listen and, and be open to criticism. Uh, so I, I think this is a, this, the irony is this is not an original insight. This is the <laughs> this is the essence of liberalism. Yeah. This is the essence of how you have a strong democracy. And I hope the Democrats become the party that stands up against censorship of all kinds. Yeah, but they're not anymore. They have become the party of censorship. They've become the party of no, I don't want to hear the argument. They've become the party of throwing fits on campuses and not allowing people to come and have speech. They've become the party of the thing that they used to be that they used to find absolutely abhorrent. The thing that they, you know, college was wide open. It was a bastion of learning, and you were going to get ideas thrown at you. There weren't going to be mom and dad ideas or the ideas of your family and the people you grew up around. They were going to be wide open and new. Now it is a singular funnel of one ideology, and that then translate into the workforce in places like Silicon Valley, where they can control information and the flow of it. They can decide what's right, what's wrong in their mind. Even if it goes against the reality of what's right and wrong, they can justify it because at the end of the day, they feel the greater good was we got rid of a guy that we didn't like. And everybody's going to be in a better situation. And yes, we do need to say, was the FBI involved Or were they just doing their job? Because I will tell you right now, China, Russia, many other foreign state actors are trying to do all kinds of things to our elections to get us to have a disdain and dislike for each other. We can go on and on. So all of these companies know that. That being said, was there a direct relationship? We'll find out more. There's going to be more comes out. These are things that should be asked. How much pressure was really put on? By Dem- Are there other emails out there where they're threatening and or promising things? Those are things that need to have a reckoning if that's true. But they talk about the Streisand effect. Essentially, you didn't want something to be noticed. And so you did everything you could to hide it, to squelch it. And in doing so, you made it bigger than it probably would have been. 
And then you got yourself into some, uh, how should we say this, some sticky situations. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the things. I like that. There's a, there's a Democrat, by the way, who was writing Twitter and saying, yeah, this is wrong. You guys can't do this. This is absolutely wrong. Don't do this. And they just went and did their own thing because they know better, you know, than a congressman who understands free speech. Crazy. MyPillow right now has great deals on the MyPillow, uh, the the incredible towels, right? Six-piece towel set, which I, it's awesome. So incredible colors, styles, sizes. You get two big ones, two of the hand towels, two washcloths. But they have got all of these great deep discounts on all of these things. And right now it's going on at MyPillow.com slash Benson. When you act before December 25th, you're going to get an extended period for your money back guarantee. If you don't like it, you send it back. They're going to send you your money back. No questions asked. $40 for these towels, normally $90 coming directly to you. On top of that, deep discounts, the MyPillow, the mattress topper, the slippers, you name it. They've got tons and tons of styles and colors to choose from on all of these things and an extended warranty. Do it now. Go right now. Save big $40 on these towels, cotton grown in the USA, and all the other deep discounts at MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending right now on the inter and webs across the globe, mostly in the United States of America. And what's trending thing today? Holidays with Marcus. Apparently, that's a renovation show. Walter Payton, man of the year. Uh, Georgia runoff. Ooh. Stephen Wright, the great comic, is trending. He is still alive. His comic. What was his? Uh, what I just I was watching a little bit of him because his birthday. He says, "Ever go to a restaurant where it says uh, we serve breakfast anytime?" He says, "Great, I'll have French toast in the Renaissance." <laughs> Stupid but funny. I love it. Saint Nicholas, Vamanos to Spain, Morocco. All these teams are playing in the World Cup. Uh, Kirsty Alley. This is all on Twitter. All trending today, right now. Morocco and Spain. Neil Diamond last night, who I guess it was the debut of his Broadway play about his life. And he actually, you know, he retired because he's got Parkinson's and he did Sweet Caroline in the audience and the cast members joined in. It was pretty cool. Uh, head over to Google. It's a Google. Number one trending thing yesterday. Five million searches. Kirstie Alley, great actress uh, from uh, Cheers, passed away at 71. Uh, short battle with cancer. So uh, that was uh, the number one trending thing. Japan, Croatia, Brazil, South Korea. Massive in the trends as well as the World Cup continues to trend big in America. Uh, Baker Mayfield was fired. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. By the way, right? Brady last night. Just being Brady. Like, I mean, that's kind of what he does. It's still 
right? Even at, what is he, 116 years old? Uh, Morocco, Spain, Portugal, Brazil, also trending. TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. If you don't know who they are, they are, was it GMA3? So it's like the third hour of uh, Good Morning America. They are co-anchors, and they are married, not to each other, but to others. But they also date, which is weird. Oh, that is weird. That is weird. And uh, Richarlison is trending as well. And if you don't know who Richarlison is, he is a Brazilian footballer who scored the wonder goal yesterday. Samara trying to lift that one in from Marquinhos, who stayed upfield. Richarlison, how many juggles is that? Marquinhos, Richarlison, what a goal! So uh, as they were destroying uh, South Korea, and it happened fast, and it could have been 50 at some point in time, it looked like a practice game. Uh, Richarlison got the ball when it was still two to nothing. He juggled it on his head three times with a guy pushing on his back. He then managed to flick it over the guy, make a quick pass to another guy. He then ran in a straight line as they passed it through his legs to another guy who passed it back to him, and then he put it right in the corner. And then they went over and danced the samba. It was, uh, you're like, oh, that's amazing. They, they, they're they good at this. When Brazil plays like that, it's fun to watch. Just saying. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show's Twitter, tweet at us, text the program. Talk a little toxic masculinity later because uh, Hollywood's doing what Hollywood does, which is uh, got a big movie coming out, got a director, the biggest director in the world. James Cameron is like, eh, masculinity, you know, uh, testosterone's evil and bad. We'll talk about that. A lot of other stuff. Follow along with us at Chad Benson Show. 323-538-CHAD. Make it that simple. You text the program. I'll try to text you back as much as possible. Same thing with the Twitter, at Chad Benson Show. Try to get back to you as many times as I possibly can. So much other good stuff coming up, including coming up a little bit later, a very special edition of Nature Will Mess You Up. And this includes animal attacks. And my God, they're going crazy right now. That's 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 what I'm telling you. They're going crazy. Chad Benson. Chad. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. President of the United States is going to be in Arizona today. Very excited about all the things that he is doing here in Arizona, except fixing the border, which we know is a giant mess. But one thing he is doing, and and I, you know, I know uh, both Republicans and Democrats have been pushing this for a while, uh, trying to bring stuff back to America that we need. Chip manufacturing is a huge, huge deal. The president never visited the Grand Canyon state to help Democrats win the election last year, but now that the midterm's over, he is back in Arizona promoting a Taiwanese company that's already building a semiconductor plant, taking advantage of the CHIPS Act incentives to bring computer processors and jobs back to the U.S. Re-elected Senator Mark Kelly, the outgoing Republican and incoming Democratic governor, will join the president to celebrate those new Arizona jobs. Yeah. 
Uh, but on top of that, we need this. I don't think people realize if here's the thing, if China didn't threaten Taiwan, we wouldn't be doing this. But the reality is the importance of chips. You want to know why it's been tough to get cars because they can't make chips, couldn't make enough chips, supply chain issues, chips, 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 chips. If for this, let's just say things went south and tomorrow Xi decides I'm going in and we're taking Taiwan. Uh, good luck getting your iPhone for a while. So this is important. That being said, he's not going to do anything when it comes to doing a flyby when it comes to the border. Not going to do a damn thing. Just ignore it. That's the thing. Uh, look, I'm glad about the chips because I think we need that here. I think if you're smart, you, you realize that we absolutely need manufacturing of chips, but a lot of other things on top of that. You've been a disaster at the border. I am 51 years old. There has never been a president as porous on the border as this president has been. Democrats and Republicans, if you're honest with yourself, Republicans, obviously you're going to say that, but Democrats are more and more saying that, hey, yeah, this is a, this, you guys are a hot mess. A hot, a hot, hot, hot mess. And it's true. An absolute hot mess. And the fact that he's not going to see the border is a joke. An absolute joke. Uh, There is supposedly some border reform, potentially. Republican and Democrat, one again, from here, Arizona, arguably, and I would say this, a Democrat that I find to be maybe the most normal human being in the, the, the world of politics that we've seen in a long time. You know, Joe Manchin, yeah, pretty much normal. But when you look at Kirsten Cinema, she is rarely does what the party wants her to do. She's more of a pain in the ass to them uh, than than even a lot of Republicans. But her and Tom Tillis have come up with a a, a what they would like to see is reform. I don't think it's going to get through. That includes DACA, pathway to citizenship for two million dreamers. And those are kids, again, who are brought here as young children, uh, and they came to the United States with their parents. Uh, $25 billion to $40 billion in increased funding for border and border security, including commitment to hiring more agents and increasing their pay. The extension of Title 42 until a formal plan is ready. So Title 42 is the plan that is a Trump-era pandemic you know, the CDC and everybody got together and said, look, guys, we can't allow people in this country while telling everybody they can't leave their house and they've got to wear a mask uh, because of the pandemic. We can't do that. We've got to have a way to turn them around. So Title 42 was the Border Patrol could turn you around and within 15 minutes, you're back on the other side of the border. So this extension would last a year while they try to put something else in an overhaul of the asylum system to prevent abuse of the law, which is what we have now. That's catch and release. Catch is this. I show up. I say I'm applying for asylum because the people in my country really mean to me uh, for whatever reason, you know, religion, race, uh, sexuality, whatever it is. And and you're like, uh, okay, so you're applying for asylum. So take your name down. Okay. You know, the fingerprint to the thing and process you. And then within, you know, less than 24 hours, usually you're kicked out to the United States and you're just in the park. Like imagine going to Disneyland and say, uh, people stole my tickets when I was getting ready to come in. And, uh, they were really mean to me. 
And uh, so, yeah, that's what happened. And then the guys at Disneyland or the gals will be like, okay, take down your name and we'll have to see if that's true and stuff. But you can go into the park now. Okay. That's kind of our asylum. It's the best way to describe it right there. So she wants, uh, and Tom Tillis, the Republican, want an overhaul in that. Will that happen? Mm, Probably not. But you know what? You tried. That's what matters. I would like to think that's going to happen. I don't know if it will happen. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I saw this the other day. Uh, James Cameron says, testosterone, masculinity, it's evil, it's bad, it's get rid of it. It's insane. James Cameron admits Avatar 2 needs to gross $2 billion just to break even. Now, that is a monster number for any movie to even think about. But if that's how good the movie is or not, because that means it has to be one of the biggest movies of all time. But James Cameron isn't really helping himself. His most recent comments about Hollywood are pretty contrary to what most normal people are thinking right now. Avatar The Way of Water director James Cameron claims testosterone is a toxin that you have to slowly work out of your system. That is insane, right? Like, so testosterone is. Let me ask you this. Uh, A bull shark, a testosterone on the planet, does that have to get rid of its testosterone? Well, I mean, that's not, that's kind of a stupid thing. Well, rhino, testosterone, does that have to, well, again, Chad, that's just, no, no, no. Those are all questions that are fair to ask, right? Are they not? Well, you're just being silly. I'm just being honest. So now humans have to get rid of it because testosterone is evil. Again, going against what most conventional human beings think. But that's Hollywood. The past year or two has been a disaster for woke Hollywood for the box office. Now, people will try to blame the pandemic. But you can turn and point to Spider-Man No Way Home. You can turn and point to Top Gun Maverick. That If you put things out there that people are interested in, they will come to the theater. They will pay money. But right now, across the board, it's been a disaster for Hollywood because so many people are focused on identity politics instead of storytelling. And the demasculinization of Hollywood is absolutely one of those things that has turned people off at the box office. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Let's be 100% honest. If you, one of the reasons Bob Iger's back at Disney is because he's like, we need to start making movies that people want to hear and see and go to and songs and the whole nine yards. We need to stop worrying about the rest of this stuff. It doesn't work and it's not working for us. We need to make entertainment exactly what it is entertainment first and go from there but when you're stuck in this small little world of well all my friends are trans and gay and they all have queer you know theory uh, degrees and everybody's like this it's not you need to stop making movies for you and make movies for the masses just like the republicans we talked about it you want to get more people to vote for you well you're gonna have to expand the tent and you have to do that by what being more appealing to more people And now you have James Cameron coming out here right before the release of his movie, essentially saying that it's a good thing to get rid of testosterone, where so many people right now are clamoring for a testosterone-filled movie like Top Gun Maverick. From the days of like the 80s and 90s of Schwarzenegger and Stallone movies, action movies, things like that, that's what people are clamoring for right now. But no, instead, they end up getting the feminization of men, the masculinization of women, and deciding to destroy everything at the altar of identity politics. Yeah, it's not going to work long term. I don't know how this movie's going to do. Quite frankly, I have to be honest with you, I 
Didn't see the first one. I saw bits of it, but that's about it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. This portion of the program is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Having trouble out there. Maybe finding the help you need when it comes to things that are going on in your mind, right? You're struggling with decision-making. You've got all kinds of uh, situations where you're looking to find new coping skills, uh, self-empowerment, dealing with trauma. This is where BetterHelp comes in. It's been amazing for, for, for my stepdaughter. It'll be amazing for you. I've told many people to use this. Just give it a try. It is online therapy with licensed vetted therapists. It's 100% online. It's totally affordable, and this is the way it works. In a day and age where it's tough to find somebody who can, yes, are you ready for this, kids? Uh, fit you into a schedule, they can do it fast with therapists that you like. If you don't like the therapist within 24 hours, you can have a new therapist. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Plus, you're going to save 10%. Give this a try. You won't be disappointed. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. You save 10% right there. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. Uh, nature uh, will mess you up. You know that. I know that. Guess what? We'll talk about it. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. You know, on the show, we always talk about the fact that nature kids can mess you up. And nature has been busy. And I do mean busy trying to mess things up indeed. And apparently it's mad at kids. Now, where do we start? Let's start with this one. All right. This is a young girl in Connecticut, Ashford, Connecticut, waiting for the school bus. You're going to hear some screams. Because she's got a trash panda, a.k.a. a raccoon, on her leg. You're watching a violent raccoon attack a sweet five-year-old girl. By the way, Violent Raccoon, great name for a band. And it's all caught on camera. That's little Riley McNamara shaken up over the aggressive animal. I was going out to get on the bus and then, um... A raccoon was there and it tried to attack me. It succeeded, grabbing onto Riley's leg, biting her at least once while she's waiting for the school bus. Yeah, so she's waiting for the school bus. And they got like a ring doorbell. And you can see down on the porch. And this thing is on her and it is going to town. It is absolutely going to town. Like just going after her. It is nuts. And look, look, it is uh, uh, unprovoked. It wasn't like she was throwing rocks at it or didn't seem to have babies. What they're saying is the worst, uh, which is rabies. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. But there it is attacking her. Then mom comes out and mom does what moms do. They protect their babies. But, you know, again, it's a raccoon attacking somebody. I don't want to go off of my leg. Riley's mom, Logan, hears her daughter screaming, rushing outside. Then she starts struggling with the raccoon. I definitely wasn't expecting to walk out and see a raccoon wrapped around her leg. (laughs) Eventually, Logan is able to get Riley inside while fighting the raccoon, flinging it as far as she can. Riley bit on her leg, 
The two went to the hospital, received rabies shots as a precaution. It really hurt. Yeah. And by the way, just to let you know, the mom, so when she's got it on her arm now, because at that point in time, you know, the, 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 the crazed animal is now on mom. So mom doesn't know what to do, and she's got it. She's screaming. She's like, who's going to help me? Who's? And then she goes into, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hammer throw this thing. I'm going to hammer. Like, I'm going to maybe a discus where she gets the full spin, and they're, and across the yard. And then it takes, uh, kind of looks, it takes off. But they had to go get, you know, rabies shot. And I was explaining yesterday that, you know, this is, look, these are when raccoons attack, obviously, they're protecting their young, which is most animals. But when they're rabid, and if you don't know anything about rabies, it kills about 60,000 people globally uh, a year. And when you get it, if you act immediately, you've got nothing to worry about. It's 100% curable. But if it starts to show signs, so you start to show signs of something, okay, you're pretty much done for virtually 100% fatal after the onset of symptoms that includes, I believe, hydrophobia. If you don't know what hydrophobia is, it is a, uh, when you get it, essentially you're terrified of water, if I'm correct. Uh, You know, and your body starts to spasm and makes it, you can't swallow. It just, it's horrible. Luckily, these kids were fine. I mean, the mom and the kid were fine, but they had to get rabies shot. I'm like, did they still do the rabies shot in your stomach? Because that was when I was a kid. It was like they had a big needle in your stomach. You're like, oh, God, oh, God. It's always a terrifying thing. Even if your dog bit you, you're like, I'm going to get rabies. And you're like, your dog got the rabies shot, but you don't know because you're just a kid. And the thought of they're going to give me a shot of my stomach is going to be awful. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Keeping with the theme of crazed nature messing you up, another child, this time a toddler, in her driveway in Los Angeles. Shocking video of a coyote attacking a toddler in Los Angeles, and it was captured on a ring camera. But we want to warn you, this is disturbing video. Two-year-old had just gotten home from daycare and was walking uh, from the car when the coyote grabs her. You can see it in this video and begins dragging her away. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. So this coyote just roams up. Regular neighborhood. Like, you guys listen to me right now. Just say, hey, there's a kid. I think I'm going to go do it. Guess what has to happen to the little girl? Her father quickly reacted after hearing his child screaming. He throws a water bottle at the coyote and the coyote runs away. The child had blood on her pants and was rushed to the hospital where she received a multiple rabies shots. She is now recovering and authorities are working to catch that coyote. Yeah, so uh, if you do get a rabies shot, the, regi- uh, the regimen of one, four one milliliter doses of HDCV or PCEC should be administered, uh, administered uh, intramuscular uh, almost immediately. And then on day three, seven, and 14, after the first vaccination is, is given. I'll tell you what, though. I will say this. So about oof, three months ago, right? Like maybe, maybe late August, uh, Charlie and I were, were golfing. And I'm getting ready to go, you know, she, she likes to sit in the cart and she's playing around 
And I think we're on like the fifth or sixth hole. And she's not at the point now. She's like, Dad, take me home. I was kidding. I didn't really want to come. And she's sitting there and she's she's uh, playing around like a spaceship. And she says, Dad, look. And I turn around and I'm about 10 yards away from her on the tee. And there is a coyote probably 10 yards over there. And I thought, and it looks at me. Normally, and it's daytime too. So I'm thinking, this thing's going to bounce. It didn't move. It kept looking at me. And I've got my driver in my hand. And I'm kind of like, come on, come on, move. Nothing, nothing. And I thought to myself, and it's kind of looking at Charlie, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to kill this thing in front of my kid, which I got no problem doing at this point because I'm not going to let anything happen to my kid. But the fact that it was so brazen as to stand there and stare at me, not even think about moving, was bizarre. In the middle of the day, no less. Which you rarely, like when I drive in during the night, I see them on several occasions. There's no doubt. I mean, at least once or twice a week, I'll see one run across the road. I'll see him. But in the day, as brazen as that was, and then when we got to the point where, you know, I hit my drive because it kind of wandered away behind a tree. I hit my drive. And then I look back and it's still standing where I can see it. It was just so bizarre. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. Tweet at us. If you miss any upset program, make sure you grab that program where great programs are available. Your iPhone, your Android. All of the other things, kids. And, of course, check out the Twitter and the Instagram, Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It is that time. Well, the rhythm and the rhyme. It's election day in Georgia. Georgia. It's election day today in Georgia. How uh, how does this change anything? I, I mean, really? I mean, is anybody paying that much attention outside of Georgia? Some people are because the opportunity to once again defeat Trump is there. And Trump deranged syndrome, as we all know, is alive and well. Uh, but does Herschel Walker get over it? No. What I see yesterday, a great joke, was this, somebody said Brian Kemp will be uh, the first and only person if if walker wins to be to drag walker over the goal line uh, i don't know if walker's going to win. i don't think so again there's going to be i'm sure it'll be contested it's going to be close there's horrific weather in parts of georgia today which may cause some issues as well but there's also been high numbers of people already voting oh my lord that in the south right now you have teams you got a red team, you got a blue team, and people don't always go across. The reason that this is that close is because of the tribalism uh, in Georgia, like it is in so many states in the South. Yeah, that's Brian Kemp right there. It's true. And we got a red team, we got a blue team, and that's everywhere, by the way, not just Georgia. Uh, so uh, they've all come in. They've all thrown the, the, the kitchen sink at it. They've done everything. It's one of those things where, you know, the old saying in baseball is, we've emptied the bullpen. Right, All hands on deck. You may be in a starting pitcher yesterday, but you go to your coach today and say, you know what, man, if you need me, 
I got two, three innings in me. We need to win this game or we're done or this is it. This is for the World Series. Whatever we got to do is game seven. This is it. Empty the bullpen. They have emptied the bullpen. And now it's just not a lot else you can do. Former President Trump holding a teller rally for Walker. President Biden touting Warnock's record in an Atlanta radio interview. Walker closing his campaign by painting Warnock as a rubber stamp for Biden while separating himself from Trump and instead siding with popular Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. Which is big, you know, again, it's that there's still, you know, I mean, everybody's still trying to walk the fine line of how do you court Trump's people without dissing Trump, but not going in the direction of Trump. It's like, we should spend the Constitution. <sighs> Why did you talk about that yesterday? Because there was a lot of other stuff to talk about. And quite frankly, I'm not going to sit here and make the show about Trump because I, uh, it's a non-starter at this point. Nothing's going on. Nobody's really running for anything. He's running for something, whatever. Right now, there's one election, and this is the thing that's left, and it'll be decided. And you know what? Somebody may call it later tonight or tomorrow. The reality is uh, I'm going to wait a day or so, let the dust settle, and we'll go from there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I told Anthony this, right, for all the crap that you give uh, old, uh, you know, Biden, and I give Biden a lot of crap, and some of it is well-deserved, my friends, Uh, today, driving in. And it's still too damn high. It was 319 for me. And I just filled up yesterday, and I thought to myself, son of a person, I want to stop. But could we see it go lower? God bless it. I hope it does. Gas prices haven't been this low in nearly a year. It was late January, early February of this year when Americans last paid these prices. The Energy Department reports the average price of regular unleaded dropped 14 more cents in the past week amid lower demand, more refineries online, and lower oil prices to an average of 3.39 a gallon nationwide. The Gulf Coast is now averaging 2.80 a gallon. California, the most expensive, has seen its prices falling, but still the average price of regular unleaded in California is four fifty-six a gallon. Yeah, which is still ridiculous. But uh, I was stoked. I'm like three nineteen. You know, let's get it down to that two fifty range. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, uh, and I would love to see it happen. It just ain't happening at this moment in time. But that helps in 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 every way because at the end of the day. The economy, stupid, is still so much how we decide things. That's why when you look over at China right now and you see what's going on in China, we've talked about it forever on this show. If people will put up with a lot of stuff, if life in itself outside of the crap they have to put up with is good, they've got a house, they've got cars, they've got, uh, they're not worried about their job, you know, their job may be hell. At times, right? They're just, yeah, you know, it's just, it's like everybody out there, you know, if you dated somebody, right, where, where it's, eh, but they're so hot. Or, or, you know, if you worked at a place, it's like they pay so well, but I can't stand. You, you put up with a lot of crap. Then if that goes south, right, you know, they're, they're not as hot as they used to be. The, 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 the pay has changed. Eh, I, I'm bouncing. Same thing, man. You know, when you, the economy is one of those things, and and we're in that position right now where uh, we got this weird thing that's going on where the economy's good and it's bad and it's good and it's and it's maybe bad and it's we're not quite sure, but it could be bad. But we need it to be worse, but not so bad as to everybody loses their job in two thousand eight, but bad enough that people are worried about losing their job potentially, so they stop spending. But it's the holidays, and are we going to spend it? Oh. 
But what I talk about with China is you look at China. What do they have? Well, they don't have any freedoms. But when they had financial freedoms, they were allowing a lot of things that normal people just wouldn't allow to go on in their lives. But now that those things are disappearing and there is no jobs and they have no growth, uh, you're seeing a rise. You're seeing a rise up. Look at Iran. Unemployment for the youth, not very good. <laughs> right? there, you know, unless unemployed is the game. And then you've got a hardlined Islamic regime that cracked down and killed the girl. Where is it coming from? It's coming from the youth. Right? You know what? And here's the funny thing. Unlike China, because you know, take away the, the regime itself and and you know, you know, you know, Xi and everything, they're still very nationalistic. They're not a, you know, they want the the trappings of the West, but there's a lot of other things. They're still very much pro everything China. We're the best all nine yards. You look at Iran. Iran wants Levi's. They want MTV, old school MTV, the music and stuff. They they want those things. And the youth is pushing and pushing. And talk about the cojones of people. My God. When I hear people whine about like, we're so brave out there. So-and-so's so brave. They went out there and they protested how brave they were to protest. I'm like, that is not, that's what those kids are doing in Iran. That's bravery. That is absolute bravery. What we do here is not. After months of deadly demonstrations engulfing Iran, a potential concession for the protesters. Iran's attorney general says authorities have disbanded the country's once feared morality police. But later the regime backtracking, disputing this on Iranian state media. It was the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini that ignited the protests. Amini was arrested by the morality police for not wearing her headscarf correctly, later dying in custody. Do we have an understanding of what it's like to have a morality police? I mean, and again, here's the thing. A morality police from the government. That is something wholly different. You look at us as a nation. You know, we're, we're debating, you know, should, uh, uh, and we'll, we'll touch on this in a bit. Should a person be forced to build a cake a candle, a website, which is what the debate is in the Supreme Court, for uh, somebody who is having a same-sex, you know, whatever it is, they're a wedding planner uh, business they wanted to open or something, should they be forced to build that? Their morality police say, not only should you not have to build that, the question of even should you be forced to build that is one thing, and show us where those people are that want to have a same-sex wedding, uh, you know, whatever, uh, website, so we can stone them and throw them off a building. Oh, wow. That's, I never thought of it like that. We are so blessed in this country. That's why the whole thing with Twitter the other day is, is, is a bit disturbing if the FBI was far more involved than they should have been, which we'll never really prove. But the reality is, is we have all of these things that we hold dear in this country. And God knows, you know, the, the role of government is to be like a referee in sports, right? Which is, you don't know who they are. 
that makes a great referee. If you know a referee's name outside of weird looking or hot or whatever, uh, the reality is that's not a good thing. That means that they're not doing their job unless their job is to make them famous. That's the role of government is to for us to not know they're there and for us to lead of our lives. But could you imagine if we had a morality police in this country? Who gets to set the you know morality? Well, the government does. Oh, and so what do they get to decide? Well, they're going to decide what's what's right and what's wrong based on whatever it is belief that they're going to have. And in our world where we have two sides, could you imagine what that would look like? Boing, 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 boing. Be like watching tennis or playing pong one side to the other side, the extremes, the extremes. Ah, crazy, crazy indeed. Crazy times, my friends. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Man, I talked about a lot there. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about something sports-related. It has nothing to do with the World Cup. About yesterday. So yesterday was Portal Day. Portal Day. Now, what is Portal Day? It's where the transfer portal in college opens up. So all the kids want to jump ship and go somewhere else can do that. We're going to talk about that because, you know, coaches did it for years, but it was very interesting because Deion Sanders has a new team. Neon Deion. He's got a new team and he told his old team he was leaving. Then he went to his new team and some of the stuff he said was kind of entertaining, but it was very much what college sports is now. And let's stop pretending that it that it's something other than professionalism at this level. And I'm okay with that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, love hearing from all of you. Ruff Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. I give it to my dogs every day. Last night before I went to bed, sprinkle a little Ruff Greens on the Doodles food. And uh, Doodle went and ate it up. And man, that's great. So you're saying, Chad, what is Ruff Greens? I've heard you talk about it. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. It is a powder, supplement, like you would take in the morning. Someone puts up this creatine on it. But what this has in it is that all of that, that amazing stuff I just talked about, and it goes on top of your dog's food. That's going to help bring all the good stuff in your dog's food up to, to the surface and make it essentially living again rather than shelf-stable. It's going to make your dog healthier and happier. It's going to help with their, with their joint pain, their aches, their digestive tract, their fur, their, their, their teeth, all of the stuff. Try it right now for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. It's that simple. Ruffgreens.com slash chad. Ruffgreens.com slash chad. Get a free bag of Rough Greens right now. Ruffgreens.com slash chad. This is the Chad Budget Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Sonia Sotomayor uh, was sounding off today saying that if we allow this, you're opening the door to allowing once again businesses, website designers, to turn away interracial couples because of their religious, stated religious beliefs or otherwise. There seemed to be real concern, even from some of the conservatives, about going that far. But I will say a majority of the justices were very empathetic with Ms. Smith. They believe in religious freedom. They believe in free speech. And they uh, seemed uh, Ready to give her a win in this case, though, just how broad that ruling will be uh, is, I think, an open question. And that's a big thing. How broad will the ruling be? Now, what is the ruling? What's it all about? Well, SCOTUS is hearing a case about a woman who does not want to design a website for same-sex weddings. 
And her basically thought is, hey, look, you know what? This is this is me, right? Uh, this is me. This is my religious belief. I do not believe in same-sex unions, marriages, right? I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. And the argument is, well, now you're discriminated. And, and this is where we get into this weird world of, you know, where does your rights end, right? And where do my rights begin? Oh, that's that that is interesting. Yeah, it is. It's a very interesting situation. It's it's tough. Right? Because look, do I think you should be forced to do something? No, I don't. I don't think so. And the thing about government is, right, you know, as we talk about all this free speech and everything, government shouldn't shouldn't impede on your free speech. I mean, that's there's, that's part of the whole thing with the First Amendment, uh, uh, you know, and should they be should they force to make you do something you don't want to do? Uh, you know, again, it's it, it's uh, it, it is a tough, tough, tough thing. It is civil rights group uh, say Miss Smith is asking the conservative majority for a license to discriminate. So does that mean that she, you know, now if I don't want to make something for a black couple or a couple that's white, uh, you know, could I discriminate that? What about a couple that is mixed, a, a couple that is, you know, a black man, a white woman, a white man, black, you know, what about that? Can I discriminate? Because I don't believe in that. And that's it, it, it's come on. I mean, we go to the extremes, but you have to at times. I understand. But this is big because remember when the and again, this is a Colorado case. And my friend said yesterday, man, Colorado, I thought was kind of like a hip, cool, you know, a little bit libertarian. Eh, yeah, they're, they're, they got some conservative parts there in Colorado. We're talking a lot about this case, obviously free speech. And remember the last time that something like this came up in front of the court and ended up going in the way of was it a was it a cake bake or something like that? Because they they ruled that, look. They va- they looked at her cake making and her business, not so much a business as this was art and we can't impede on art. And I think that's the way because art is free speech. And I think that's the way that everybody's coming at these things now. Look, this is this is my art form. My art form is, you know, somebody brought up tailor make. You know, I'm a tailor. I'm a dressmaker. It's an art form. You know, it's and it's no different than somebody who's a painter or no different than somebody who's a sculpture, uh, you know, uh, artist or so that's how people are coming at. Do I would I make a website uh, for, you know, I don't make websites. So if I did, it would be awful and they'd be mad at me and they'd sue me for being awful. But you have to ask yourself, okay, where where does it end? What if somebody came to you and said, I want you to make me a, a, uh, I'm starting a new white supremacist group. I want you to make me a website. What if this was a, a, a somebody who has, was a Muslim? And they said, why won't you do this? I mean, is it big because she's a Christian? Is it bigger because of that? Because she's white? Oh, that's, yeah, there's a lot that goes into this. There is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Touch a little bit more uh, throughout the day on this. A lot of other stuff to get to, including yesterday. The transfer portal. What is it? It opened up. We'll talk about why college sports is no longer, well, amateur. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. We're at that point of the year when they roll out the person of the year. We'll get to that in a second. And and the words of the year. So last week, was it Merriam-Webster? Uh, not Webster, little guy from Webster, the TV show, but Miriam Webster, because I was like, wow, that's weird. They gave him his own dictionary. Uh, but no, Miriam Webster came out with gaslighting. That was the uh, word of the year. Oxford, the Oxford uh, dictionary, the, yes, the Oxford uh, dictionary came out with the word of the year. And it is, are you ready for this? Goblin mode. Goblin mode. What is goblin mode? Uh, I would say this. <laughs> It used to be, man, that guy's just given up in life, right? You know, seasonal depression, something like that. But goblin mode is described as unapology, self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectation, traits that it may have become, as they say, familiar during many of the lockdowns. So if they said, describes this, if you look across the floor right now where you are and you look and you're like, man, there's food boxes on the floor. There's socks over there. There's crumbs in my beds. Uh, I'm showered for two days. Uh, uh, you, uh, uh, you might be a goblin and in goblin mode. That is the word of the year, according to the Oxford Dictionary. It's goblin mode. Then on the other side, you've got Time's Person of the Year. Who could it be? Every year since 1927, Time has selected the man, woman, group, or concept that had the most influence on the world during the previous 12 months. For better, or sometimes for worse. All right, so here we go. In no particular order, the top 10 choices for 2022 from Time. Chinese President Xi Jinping, the U.S. Supreme Court, Elon Musk, who was last year's pick. Also on the short list, Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney, Ukraine's President Zelensky, and philanthropist Mackenzie Scott. She's Jeff Bezos' former right wife. Rounding out that list, the protesters in Iran, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, gun safety advocates, and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. So who will it? So who will it be? Uh, how is it anybody but Zelensky? I mean, honestly, you know, Liz Cheney because she she went after Trump, so she's obviously you know uh, a star, uh, especially for for the left leaning media. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, Xi Jinping, no. Janet Yellen, excuse me. The woman who got it right, this is going to be transitory. We need to retire that word transitory. I'm talking about inflation. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give that to you. Uh, the Iranian protesters, you know, Mackenzie Scott, really? Uh, but Zelensky, I mean, how is anybody else? Elon won last year when everybody liked him. They hate him now. So uh, man, why is that? Is that it? It's got to be Zelensky, period. Putin as well. I mean, you throw Putin in there all day. Because of what's done. But it's like those two are it. Like everybody else is like, you guys, what do you guys think you're doing? You're not even in the same league. What? No. Those are the two. The word of the year from the Oxford Dictionary is goblin mode, which is two words. Right? So are you in the goblin mode where it's like everything is gross and disgusting? Self-care is just gone? And the person of the year, I would say it's, it's a two-horse race. But Zelensky's got to be in the league. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. So uh, college football, you know, the final four is set. And uh, that's a good thing. We're ready to roll. Final four set and ready to roll. Uh, and the day after all that gets done, 
So the day after college football, they've got the bowl games out. They roll it out. You find out, oh, my team won seven games. We're going to the, you know, to the, uh, you know, to the Clover Valley, you know, super duper hot dog, you know, turtle bowl. And, you know, and then, of course, you've got the big four, right? You know, they've got the New Year's Day games and the big things. And, and then transfer portal hits. Now, NIL, which is name in likeness, has changed college sports tremendously. So, uh, and I don't think people realized that. So a few years ago, there was a lawsuit. Lawsuit finally got to the point where he went to the Supreme Court. And what ended up happening is a guy named Ed O'Bannon sued. Because he said, hold on a second, guys. I can't make any money. And Ed O'Bannon, by the way, is about my age. You know, we kind of grew up together. He played, he went to our TJ and his brother. And they went to UCLA. They won national championships. He wanted to have, you know, played the NBA a bit. But his big thing was... uh, why am I on the cover of video games? Not just somebody who looks like me. I'm on the cover of a video game, and I don't get anything. And your thing is you get a free education, right? So as I was explaining to producer Anthony earlier today, if I went to school on an athletic scholarship three years ago, I can't have a job. I can't earn any money, I mean, at all. You know, I mean, like the job has to be it's like it's so like the, the restrictions are ridiculous. If I and, and again, ridiculous, like if I was a kicker or I played soccer, but I, I also taught juggling on the side and I had a YouTube and Instagram channel that blew up and I could make money off that. I couldn't. I'd have to give it up or give up my scholarship. Now, if I went to school as, as an artist. Right. And I got a free uh, ride for music or all of these things. I could do whatever I want. I could make money. In fact, I could sell my patents. I could, I could sign an album. I could do all of those things. Well, that was ridiculous. And I understand. For years, you know, the handshake. Oh, yeah, here you go. Hey, great tackle today, $100 handshake and stuff. Whatever. So with Supreme Court, name and likeness deal came in. Voila, here we are. Now you can control your name and likeness. What's that mean? When the transfer portal opens up, these kids are like, got to go. I'm getting a better deal, not better playing time. I'm not being offered more money. I'm not going somewhere where, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm playing, you know, here and I'm going to go raise my, my, my profile because I think I've got a shot in, you know, the NFL or whatever it is. No, they're going where, hey man, you need to come here. We got a pool of people that are ready to hand you a name and likeness deals that's going to total a million, two million dollars. What? Yeah. That's what it's like now. And it's not just for the big superstars. If I said the word Olivia Dunn, you probably go, huh? She's a gymnast from LSU. Is she beautiful? She is. She's 20 years old. She said last week, I know I sell sex. She's made $3 million off her name and likeness image. And the transfer portal is a way now where players don't have to go through this archaic, weird rule where a coach could quit, right? So a coach is in your living room. Come to such and such state. Come to LSU. Come to Notre Dame. I'm going to give you opportunities to play. I'm going to do all that, you know, looking at mom and dad. I'm going to take care of them. We're going to show them all these things, knowing full well as you walk out to the car, you're talking to your agent. Did LSU, uh, did they offer me what I wanted? Did USC give me what I need? Fantastic. Great. Oh, great. You're coming to our school. Fantastic. Next day, I'm going somewhere else. So, Neon Deion Sanders, 
was at Jackson State, historically black college, right? Historically black university. Uh, pretty damn good coach. I think a lot of people thought it was a joke at first. What the hell is he doing? Uh, he went there. He proved himself. Colorado came a calling. So he told his team, guys, I'm leaving. Fairly straightforward. Very long, drawn out thing. Put it all on the internet, if you will. Uh, but then he went to Colorado. And this is what he had to say, and it is amazing. First of all, uh, hey, what'd you, what what what'd you bring with you? We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. We got a few positions already taken care of. What? Yeah. Meaning, hey, guys, uh, some of you are playing here right now. You're not going to be playing next year because I'm bringing people with me already. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's something you couldn't have done a while ago. Then listen to this. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in the portal and do whatever you're going to get. Because the more you jump in, the more room you make. Because we bring kids. That's smart. Say that smart. Smart. Tough. Tough. I'll translate if it's a little tough to hear. He said, hey, kids, for Colorado, jump inside that portal. Because the more of you that leave, the better it is. Because I'm bringing kids that are smart. Say it with me. Smart and tough. Tough. And they got him to repeat it. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah, that's where they are. By the way, uh, who's your quarterback? Where's uh, where's Shador? Shador? And this is your quarterback, right? <laughs> He's going to have to earn it. Don't believe that. He's... He's going to have to earn it. The yeah, the quarterback's going to have to earn it. The safety made me mad, so I didn't bring him. Yeah. It's crazy. And I don't know if it was Justin Fields or one of the Ohio State quarterbacks. I said, can we stop pretending? <laughs> this is great. Like, this is the perfect thing to describe college sports nowadays. Uh, I didn't go to college to play college. Essentially. Meaning, I came here to play sports. It's big business, and people are willing to hand out tons of money. And, you know, people are like, man, it's ruining sports. I said, well, I don't know. The games have been awesome this year. If the kids go to class, that's fine. If they don't, well, that's them. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what else there is to say. But, you know, it's my name. It's my image. It's my likeness. Why shouldn't I be able to profit off of it? That's true. It's very true. And the college isn't paying them a penny. I want you guys to understand that. College is not giving them a dime. But Coca-Cola is. Oh, yeah. But, but, but you know, Dr. Pepper is. Go look at the, what is it? They got the Heisman house, right, with all the old former Heisman. Well, now they got a Heisman Trophy winner in the house. Why is that? Because it can be now. Because they can pay him. Oh. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us. Speaking of Dr. Pepper, so the other day they had one of those uh, uh, at the, uh, uh, was it the SEC game where they, where they, the Dr. Pepper can is up and it's got, you know, two holes, you know, one in this over here on the left is Dr. Pepper with a hole in it, Dr. Pepper over here. And they got footballs and the kids throw the balls through and, 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 you know, whoever wins gets a $100,000 scholarship. Well, they tied. And I guess there was some weird rule before the game that decided who was going to win if there was a tie. And the pressure was on Dr. Pepper so much that they decided to give both of them $100,000. 
which I thought, well, that's good. I mean, you guys you guys got some press out of it. It's all good. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, love talking to every single one of you. We'll get some of those in a minute. And uh, got your football insanity, right? You know, last night, how about? Let's be real. Every once in a while, Tom Brady, still Tom Brady, does a Tom Brady thing. I'll give you my, uh, how did I do my picks last week? By the way, I did quite well. Did quite, I just want to say that. I'm not having a bad day. Not having a bad day at all. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Tweet, text, love hearing from all of you. Tis the Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Tribal Free Radio. Information over affirmation. Facts over fiction. It's ridiculous, and I want you to know that. You call it ridiculous, we call it reality. That's a crock. Real over fake. God help us. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The Chad Benson Show. Fighting truth decay the American way. Samir trying to lift that one in for Marquinhos, who stayed upfield. Richarlison. How many juggles is that? Marquinhos. Richarlison. What a goal! Insanity. Uh, if you watched any of the games yesterday, uh, one of them with the penalties, uh, uh, Croatia, the finalists from uh, four years ago, uh, they beat Japan in penalties. But Brazil did the thing that Brazil can do. Turned on the style. Jogo Benito, the beautiful. It's a beautiful game. That's what they play. Jogo Benito. Just the way that they play. The third goal in the game, if you haven't seen it, a guy named Richarlis. The ball comes out to him. He's got a guy from Korea on his back. He juggles the ball three times on his head. So, boop, boop, boop. Then down to his foot. Chips the ball back over the guy's head. A quick one-touch pass to one of his players, and he runs towards the goal. They pass it. He kind of steps over it, lets it go through his legs. Another guy passes it. He picks it up and puts the ball in the corner. It, it, and you're just like, what? What? Yeah, it was just, it was ridiculous. So Brazil's on. Uh, Ronaldo's playing uh, today. And then you've got, uh, uh, which a lot of people look at, apparently, I'm talking about money. He signed a contract, apparently, uh, or agreed to verbally, with Al Nazir, which is the big team in Saudi Arabia. The amount of money they are saying he will receive is going to be $211 million per year for two years. Soak that up when we talk about yesterday free agents. Like, I can't believe they gave uh, Verlander for uh, the Mets, gave him $86 million over two years. They just gave this guy $422 million. And get ready for this. They also said, you, you split up with Manchester United, you're still owed X amount of millions. We're also going to cover that. Hmm. That's tough. Honey, are you going to come to Saudi Arabia? Now, look, I know we're naked most of the time because we're both beautiful people, his wife. And uh, But uh, yeah, yeah, you got to put the thing on. But at the same time, uh, bring a couple dump trucks because the money's huge. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. So how'd I do in my picks this week? Tell you what, 
With that win last night, I did really well. I won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I lost one, two games. One of them was a tie. I'm 122, 69, and one. That's a pretty good year, kids. That's a pretty good year right there. Buccaneers last night, Tom Brady being Tom Brady. You know, it's weird because I'm looking at his numbers. I was looking at his numbers, you know. I was like, it's been a wacky year, right? He lost another one of his linemen last night, and it's not been a great year for him. And, you know, you throw in all the stuff with the, you know, his wife and him splitting up and where that thing went. And you think, is he going to play another year? I mean, what's he got going on now? I mean, he already gave up her. I mean, and you've got 16 touchdowns, three interceptions. It's not the worst year ever. By any means, you might finish with 25, maybe 30 touchdowns, five, six interceptions. It's something to think about if you're him. Again, do you need the money? Probably not. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. Uh, a passing yesterday of somebody who uh, had a bit of a crush on when I was a kid. I did, not going to lie to you, because I love Cheers. Kirstie Alley's most famous role didn't come easy. I prefer the Fortune 500 type, one who owns blocks, not one who plays with. She played Rebecca Howe on Cheers, sparring with Ted Dance and Sam Malone, but she came in as a replacement for the very popular Shelley Long, though she quickly made the role her own. Kirstie Alley, Cheers. Alley was nominated for five Emmys for the show, winning once in 1991. She had a string of hit comedy films in the 80s, Summer School, Look Who's Talking with John Travolta, and she found more success in another Emmy nomination for the sitcom Veronica's Closet in the 90s. She also found controversy over the years as a vocal defender of Scientology. Kirstie Alley was 71. Yeah, she did, uh, you know, a Scientology, but on top of that, she also was a person who was, uh, you know, a little bit more outspoken on free speech, not as uber left as a lot of people, uh, you know, but a uh, great actress, and she uh, had cancer, and uh, much like last week when we talked about uh, Christine McVie, she, nobody really knew how bad it was. And uh, over the weekend, uh, you know, family surrounded, she she passed away. 71 years. It's weird to say that, right? Because you think about it, you're 71. You're nine years younger than the President of the United States. Right? Like, you put that in perspective. Oh, wow. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. Solid fun show. As always, we'll do it again tomorrow. You guys have a blessed rest of your Tuesday. And uh, why don't you get some tacos? Oh, yeah. Tacos, baby. Oh, yeah. Night-night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.